When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. We're here, folks. We are. We're back. We're back in the saddle, so to speak. Sorry about Sunday. I was. Uh, I was not up for it. Not that I didn't want to be here. I was just. I was not feeling a hundred percent on Sunday. So we decided to punt it a bit. Thought we'd give it a couple of days. See how I felt. Roll out a midweek podcast which we normally don't do, but since we skipped Sunday and I got some stories in here, I did still want to tell. We thought, let's give a, a, a midweek podcast a try, see how I feel, and I'm still not 100%, but we'll give it a try, see how it goes. And I am actually surprised, White Boy Malcolm X. I am a bit surprised, sir, that you are even here. I am. Now, I know I got Italian beer in the fridge. You're a bit of a drunk, want that Italian beer. But I figured, sir, after that Newsmax headline, Ireland scraps most COVID-19 restrictions. After that headline, you would be well on your way to Ginger Island. Get you a ginger in Ireland. Check off like five or six items on your sex bucket list over there on Ginger Island. And remember, folks, white boy Malcolm X, he would bang Ronald McDonald if he could. So just imagine white boy Malcolm X on Ginger Island. And I hope everyone out there had a grand, gay old time this past weekend. Like I said, I was not feeling up for very much. Spent most of the weekend hanging out on the sofa, catching up on Netflix, watching a couple different movies. But no, folks, we have still not watched that train wreck show on Netflix, Coming Out Colton. I told you, folks, that's going to take a lot of beer. And I was, you know I'm sick when I'm like, meh, I don't even want to drink. And I am not doing Coming Out Colton sober. That is not happening. But I did finally get around to seeing a couple movies that all you virgin pajama boys out there living in your parents' basement, eyeing up that sex doll in the corner, playing with yourselves, your Pokemon cards, your Playstations, masturbating to Marvel films, masturbating to DC Comics, masturbating to whatever the hell they're posting on Reddit this week, freaking out your parents, freaking out the neighbors. A couple of movies that you would definitely enjoy. And I know you've probably already seen. We managed to watch, first off, Black Widow. And I know that is triggering to you woke folk out there. And I don't blame you. You got a character named Black Widow. 
and Black Widow is played by a white chick. I can see how that would be triggering to the woke folk. Black Panther, that's played by a black guy. Black Widow, a white chick. Using her white supremacy, her white power, white oppression, white fragility, white this, white that. Using all that, triggering the woke folk, getting the bad guy. And actually, that one wasn't too bad. I know I give the Marvel films a little bit of grief, to put it mildly, but I have to give them credit, even at two and a half hours. For the most part, they're entertaining. We did, though, watch The Eternals. That was the other one we uh, we delved into. That had Angelina Jolie in it. And I tell you what, folks, now I like her, as an actress, that is. I don't know her personally, but I do like her acting. She's a very good actress. But bless her heart, she had this look on her face the entire film, like, what the hell am I doing here? How big is that check again? And this might be triggering to Michael Urie, Billy Eichner, all those other queens that want to destroy the gay-for-pay business model. But the Eternals, that also had Richard Madden. He is a member of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And if you don't know who he is, he was in Game of Thrones. I think that's his big claim to fame. He was in a couple of, well, I think one was a Netflix series, Bodyguard. And then he was in another one called Medici. And he also did Rocket Man, the, uh, the Elton John bio. In that one, at least, he played gay. But I can count, including the Eternals, where Richard Madden has played straight for pay. So at this point, I think it's safe to say that Richard Madden, he is now world-renowned straight-for-pay actor Richard Madden, just like Benedict Cumberbatch is now world-renowned gay-for-pay actor Benedict Cumberbatch. And I'm not picking on Richard Madden. He's actually a very good actor. He's so good an actor, folks, I did not peg him for a member of the tribe, at least not at first. So I'm, again, I'm not picking on him. I'm just tweaking Michael Urie, Billy Eichner, all those other queens who like to complain about straight actors playing gay, taking away roles that queens should be playing. But nobody is complaining when gay actors play straight. Not that they ever would. Man, they would catch holy hell from the tribe if they ever came out and were like, hey, you're taking roles meant for straight guys. Remember, folks, the double standard alive and well. Now I'm going to skip the YouTube thing. Well, I'll just mention it briefly. We had a we had a clip up from, I think, in December. We had a story about Stacey Abrams running again for the Georgia governorship. And in that clip, it was about three and a half, four minutes. My central point was that Stacey Abrams, she likes to run around, claim a claim voter suppression, a rigged election for why she lost. And Donald Trump in 2020, he kind of did the same thing. Ran around screaming about a rigged election. Stacey, 
She is put up on a pedestal like Fox News does with Megan McCain. She's heralded as a civil rights activist, a champion of democracy, on and on and on. Donald Trump, bad orange man, he is called a dictator-in-waiting, a threat to democracy. So the two of them, basically saying the exact same thing, treated very differently by the media. So YouTube took down that video, accused me of advancing a false claim that widespread fraud, errors, or glitches changed the outcome of the U.S. 2020 presidential election. And I said nothing about fraud, error, or glitches in support of that idea or against it. I just mentioned that Trump was talking about it. I did not give an opinion either way. So long story short, I appealed that, told them, told them that I was merely making a comparison in media treatment between Stacey Abrams and Donald Trump. Four minutes later, they got back to me. Nope, still denied. So I don't know what kind of funky algorithm is going on over there at YouTube run by those virgin pajama eunuchs down for the struggle playing all their stupid woke games over there. But we'll see. I'm going to put this up on YouTube. See if they flag me again for advancing false claims about widespread fraud, error, or glitches, changing the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. See if their stupid algorithm spanks me again. And they wonder why Rumble is becoming so popular. So our first story, folks, is from the New York Post. Illinois District Defense Offering After-School Satan Club at Elementary School. And the elementary school in question, folks, is the Jane Addams Elementary School in Moline, Illinois. The After-School Satan Club is for children in grades 1 through 5. And the club, again, the After-School Satan Club, will consist of science projects, puzzles, games, arts and crafts, and outdoor nature activities. It will also help children learn benevolence and empathy, critical thinking, problem solving, creative expression, and personal sovereignty. And to top all that off, members have no intention of converting children to Satanism. In fact, the Satanic Temple views Satan as a mythical figure representing individual freedom. So I guess Satan, the devil, Mephistopheles, is a libertarian. And so I read this story, folks, and I have to say, and I hate to say it, but I kind of, sort of, maybe possibly feel bad for Satan. I do, White Boy Malcolm X, I do feel bad for Satan. And we were just talking about Satan, what, four or five months ago, because we had a story about Milo Yiannopoulos, that queen, ex-queen, whatever. And we were wondering, hypothetically, what would happen when Milo exited this earth? Who would take Milo Yiannopoulos? Would he go to hell or would he go to heaven? We theorized, after some debate, that neither of them would want to take him. So God would just park Milo in purgatory, keep him there 
for a very long time. But on top of having to worry about maybe possibly getting Milo Yiannopoulos when Milo assumes room temperature, I feel bad for Satan in a couple different ways. First off, he lives in hell. Not exactly paradise, hell. Probably still a step up from, say, downtown Portland, the south side of Chicago, but it's still hell. Second of all, Satan, he is surrounded by all of God's rejects. All the losers who can't get into heaven, they go to hell by default. It's not like Satan's got the A-team down there. He gets the Hitlers, the Pol Pots, Stalin, all the other good dictators, all the crazy mass murderers like Charlie Manson. That's who's in hell. Not exactly the fun bunch. And in my day, and I know I'm old, I am a 52-year-old queen. But in my day, Satan, Satan was all about evil. You had movies like The Amityville Horror, The Omen, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby. Hell, even now, you got those Conjuring movies, other movies about Satan being evil. But now you've got this satanic temple in Moline, Illinois, killing his brand. Satan stands for evil and destruction. These folks run it like a a libertarian think tank. I can see some demon stopping by to see Satan. Satan, did you know you've got an after school club? Satan's probably like, oh, really? Wow. Why didn't I think of that? What sort of evil are they planning? Uh, well, Satan, they're doing science projects, puzzles, games, arts and crafts, outdoor nature activities. That doesn't sound very evil to me. How many new recruits are we getting? Uh, well, they're not going to recruit anyone. And I hate to break it to you, Satan, but they're referring to you as a mythical figure. So poor Satan, folks. Satan, you want to talk about hell. He's got to go to Moline, Illinois. Got to go to the Satanic Temple, find out what the hell is going on. Why these jerk-offs are killing his brand. Satan stands for evil, hellfire, and damnation. These clowns, Satan stands for puzzles and games and arts and crafts. Not even evil puzzles and games and arts and crafts. Just crappy regular ones. Something that the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or the non-binary scouts would teach. But nothing satanic about any of it. And I can see, folks, I can see that the satanic temple in Moline, Illinois, it's probably run by some millennial Gen Z kid. Probably a hyphenated last name. Like, uh, like John Smith Jones. And I suspect that John Smith Jones probably has they, them pronouns. Normally, Satan would be ecstatic by all that. Kids with hyphenated last names, you know, folks, the ones where mom and dad, dad and dad, mom and mom, non-binary parent one, non-binary parent two, they can't figure out whose last name to use, so they use both. Those kids are all screwed up. Perfect, perfect recruiting material for Satan. 
And there is nothing more evil than torturing people with your super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. So normally, Satan, in looking at someone with a hyphenated last name and super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, would normally be really happy. But not this time. Not at the Satanic Temple in Moline, Illinois. Satan's probably like, John, I want hellfire and damnation. I want these kids torturing animals and plotting murder and mayhem. Not science projects or arts and crafts. John, of course, probably like, oh, but Satan, we thought we'd try something different. You are an embarrassment to my name, screwing up my brand here on earth. What is wrong with you? Satan probably didn't even let him speak. You know what? I cannot deal with you. So much potential, hyphenated last name, super special, pain in the ass pronouns. There's evil all over that, but I cannot deal with you. I would take you just to torture you for all eternity, but no, I am not taking any millennial Gen Z kid with a hyphenated last name and super special, pain in the ass pronouns. You can go to heaven. At that point, folks, God has to get involved. God has to go to the Satanic Temple in Moline, Illinois. God comes in, uh, Satan? Satan's like, well, hello. What the hell do you want? Satan? Hell no. We are not taking these kids either. Uh, I'm not taking them down in hell. Well, that's not my problem. I already told St. Peter, I will come down on you like the wrath of God. You let some stupid millennial Gen Z kid in with a hyphenated last name and or super special pain in the ass pronouns. Not happening. Not coming into heaven. So the devil's like, well, then I guess you better start a remodeling project on purgatory. You better build out a really big space because... I ain't taking them. No. So yet again, folks, just like with Milo Yiannopoulos, God and the devil are at another standstill. So we will have to keep an eye on that, white boy Malcolm X. See what happens between God and the devil. See just how big purgatory is going to get. Because I don't think, folks, I do not think that is going to be the last argument between those two. From Fox Business, over 100 millionaires call for higher taxes worldwide. Tax us now. Don't you just love it, folks, when rich people, just a virtue signal, call for higher taxes after they've made all their money, paid their taxes at a lower rate. They need to virtue signal, oh, I'm not paying enough. It's unfair. And I think one of these uh, these millionaires kvetching they don't pay enough. One of them is a Disney heiress. Typical, born into money, never had to work a day in her life. Instead of having white guilt, they got money guilt. And so they think coming out, begging the government to tax them more, that's going to help earn them some penance. Now I know in the state of Massachusetts, On your tax return, 
you can elect to pay a higher rate. Voluntarily pay more taxes. I don't know if any of those millionaires trying to be taxed more live in the state of Massachusetts, but I can probably guarantee none of them are checking that box. I think the only person that probably would, that would be Elizabeth Warren. And the only reason she would do it is so she could tell everyone she did it, virtue signal about paying more taxes. If they're so guilty about not paying enough, they can write the treasury a check. Send them whatever money they want. And the treasury folks, they'll cash that check. They'll take that money. You think this Disney heiress crying and complaining she's not taxed enough? Do you think she writes them a voluntary check? No. If she's so guilty about having all that money, why doesn't she give the U.S. government, give them her Disney stock? Put her money where her mouth is, so to speak. Give up all her wealth from which she sits there and goes, oh, I'm not taxed enough. Another bunch of frauds, virtue signaling for nothing. I'm skipping this Wall Street Journal story. Biden to nominate top Democratic donors for ambassador posts in UK, Brazil, Denmark. Real quick, folks, Jane Hartley, she bought herself a U.S. ambassadorship to Great Britain. Elizabeth Bagley, she bought herself one to Brazil. Alan Leventhal, He bought himself Denmark. Like I said a couple months ago, all the good posts, they're for sale. These three prove my point. From Vox, how trauma became the word of the decade. The very real psychiatric term has become so omnipresent in pop culture that some experts worry it's losing its meaning. Too late for that. And why, folks? Why do you think the word trauma is overused? And I would ask you, white boy Malcolm X, when I know that you're dreaming of going to Ginger Island, you're not even paying attention. So I'll answer it for you. Millennial Gen Z kids. That's why. Oh, my Starbucks is out of my venti ice caramel macchiato. Oh, somebody call me fat on Instagram. Oh, my professor gave me a B-plus on my term paper on how systemic racism is mean to BIPOC. Oh, my mother didn't properly refer to me by my super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns, Zizirza. They've been bastardizing that word for the better part of a decade by those clueless morons over at Vox in 2022 are now like, man, Maybe people are overusing the word trauma. You think? And I would just ask, how many times a day at Vox is someone using the word trauma? And not that trauma is the only word they've bastardized. Violence is another one. These days, you don't actually have to have violence to have violence. Silence is violence. Words are violence. Racist is another one. You want to figure out what a racist is? Just point at a white person. Done. And the list goes on and on. Saul Alinsky, in his book, Rules for Radicals, said that he who controls the language controls the masses. 
And that's where a lot of this is. Redefining the language to control people. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Another one I'm going to skip. I think this one's been talked to death. From the post-millennial, Robert Reich is a tiny man with a massive temper. I will say this, though, about Robert Reich. I bet you pocket queen Pete, I bet you he is thrilled to death that Robert Reich stuck his head up, said something stupid. The only man in D.C. shorter than pocket queen Pete. So pocket queen Pete, he is not the official tiny Tim of D.C. That is Robert Reich. But Robert... Really quickly, folks, if you haven't heard already, he went on to Twitter to comment about Kirsten Sinema shaking Republicans' hands after the defeat of changing the filibuster rules. And he made a comment about Democratic senators. They needed to give her the back of their hand. So another one on Twitter calling for violence, and nothing will happen, of course. And I have not seen anything from GLAAD or the Human Rights Campaign or any other professional gay organization commenting on what he said against a member of the tribe, our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. Now, I know that Kirsten is a bisexual, so she's only a part-time member of the tribe. But in the tribe, even part-time members, they are benefits eligible. So that, theoretically, is anti-gay or anti-bisexual and calling for Democratic senators to basically pimp-slap her for shaking a Republican's hand. I can see Chuck Schumer trying to do that. Oh, I hurt my wrist. Another one from the New York Post. Michael Phelps, NCAA's Leah Thomas issue shows need for level playing field. And he was on with CNN's Christiane Amanpour. Who the hell even knew she was still on the air? But this is what he said. I think this leads back to the organizing committees again. Because it has to be on a level playing field. That's something that we all need. Because that's what sports are. For me, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know why the hell Christiane Amanpour asked him that in the first place. That was as, man, I'll tell you what, he danced between the lines. 
He did not want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. A whole lot of yapping. Yap, 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 yap. Without saying anything. Not that I blame him. Don't get me wrong, folks. He's not stupid. He saw what happened to J.K. Rowling. That is a nasty, nasty, nasty hot potato nobody wants to touch. I guess I will, just a little bit. Probably get me banned on YouTube, but whatever. You girls over there can kiss my ass. I'll say this, and it's not a criticism of Leah Thomas. I'm sure she's a really nice young lady. I'm sure she just wants to swim. I'm not going to assume that she's doing this for any ill intent or anything bad like that. But she's got to realize that she has an enormous competitive advantage being born a biological male. She also has to realize that she is tearing apart her team. The graceful thing, and I know at some level it's not fair to her, but the graceful thing would be for her to bow out. She could say something like, look, I love swimming. I love to compete. I want to help my team win, help my school win. But I know my presence here is tearing the team apart, creating unnecessary distraction and controversy. And therefore, in the best interest of the team, I'm going to drop out. Now, I know that the trans rights activists are probably losing their minds hearing someone say that. Oh, you're a transphobe and a bigot. You're a self-loathing homosexual miller. You're a traitor to the tribe. I think, though, personally, just my opinion, folks, but you want to talk about a public relations win for her personally in doing that? And let's face it, folks, public relations, whether you like it or not, that's 90% of the battle these days especially with contentious issues like this. But I think, again, just my opinion, she would do more in that one act, give up her right to be on that team, to advance transgender rights, than all the bullying and all the name-calling that the trans rights activists have ever done or will ever do from this point forward. Just a thought there, Leah. Your call, obviously, but as they say, sometimes you have to take one for the team. From CNN Health, using marijuana may affect your ability to think and plan, study says. No crap, Sherlock. And I just saw a story, I think I tagged it for Sunday's podcast, but we'll sneak it in now, where here in Massachusetts, taxes for marijuana have now surpassed Taxes for alcohol. I don't know if that means they're just taxing the hell out of the pot or if they're just selling that much of it. Everyone wants to get high, not drunk. But here now, pot makes more money for the state than booze. And the politicians, they do love that pot money. Well, they love the booze money too, don't get me wrong. But the pot money, folks, the pot in general, Politicians love it. It's kind of a twofer. You got the money, like I said before. But then you got a population stoned out of their minds. What politician wouldn't want their voting base stoned out of their minds all the time? 
easily duped because they're as high as a kite. To each their own, I guess, if you like to smoke it. Not my thing, but if you do, have yourself a grand gay old time doing it. From Fox Business, SNL stars Pete Davidson, colon Jost by decommissioned ferry to turn into nightclub. So Pete Davidson, Colin Jost, I'm going to assume that Pete's big dick energy, that's probably involved in the transaction as well. But they bought themselves the John F. Kennedy, a 277-foot vessel that used to be used as a commuter shuttle between Manhattan and Staten Island. Can you imagine what kind of losers are going to flock to that floating dumpster fire of a party boat? It's New York, so probably a bunch of dopey, hysterical drunk chicks, douchebag soprano rejects or gangbangers, the small dick crowd, guys who have to strut around acting all macho because that's the only way they know how to socialize with other people. Bunch of idiot star effers who want to hang out with Pete and Colin on their stupid party boat so they can brag to their friends about getting to hang out with Pete and Colin. Maybe even get a vibe of Pete's big dick energy. Go onto Instagram or TikTok. Put something out there about being on that stupid boat. That, I have to say, is going to be one hell of a freak show. But whatever. You kids, if that's your thing, hanging out with Pete and Colin, you have fun with that. Another one I'm skipping. Actually, two of them. Both of them are from Quartz. How are these headlines? Reusable plastic shopping bags are actually making the problem worse, not better. And the other one, your cotton tote is pretty much the worst replacement for a plastic bag. So quickly translated, folks. You can't win no matter what. And I think I told this story before, but I'll tell it again real quick. So back in 1984, folks, I think it was 84, I got my first job ever. I was bagging groceries at a Winn-Dixie. Back then, back in the early to mid-80s, we had paper bags. Then, around the same time I started bagging groceries, they came out with plastic bags. We had to get rid of the paper bags. They were destroying the environment. They were killing all the trees. So we got plastic bags. Then, I would say in the last 5-10 years, people started getting hysterical about plastic bags. And so towns and cities, like when I first came to Massachusetts, I was out there in Northampton. They wanted a virtue signal. They banned plastic bags. City of Boston, same thing. So now, plastic bags, which were meant to save the environment, get rid of paper bags. They're bad. We're back to paper bags. Or, supposedly, you could have a cotton tote or you could have a reusable plastic bag. They were supposed to be even better for the environment, but I guess not. Nothing is good for the environment. So paper bags are bad. Plastic bags are bad. Cotton totes are bad. Reusable plastic bags are bad. Everything is bad. You want to go to the grocery store? No bags for you. You got to carry it all out. 
from input, bring in the clones, Instagrammers are genetically replicating their pets. And if you're like, what the what? What did you just say? I'll say that headline again. Instagrammers are genetically replicating their pets. That's right, folks. I guess on Instagram, in addition to Grandma Madonna writhing around like a spent hooker. Oops, I mean sex worker. Over there on Instagram, you have what are called pet fluencers. Morons who take pictures of their pets and I guess somehow monetize those pictures, get a couple hundred thousand weirdos following them, following their stupid pictures of their pets. But I guess when Fifi or Fluffy die, some of these pet fluencers, not wanting to give up that cash cow, not wanting to lose all their followers, have been paying between thirty-five and $50,000, depending on the animal, to clone their pet, to keep the good times rolling. What kind of nut job do you have to be to spend that kind of money to clone an animal, to prop up an Instagram account. How many animals are put down every single day in this country in shelters? And these blithering idiots, these vapid clowns on Instagram are cloning an animal so they can keep feeling super special and unique because they have like 500,000 other losers who follow their dog or cat on social media. You people doing this, you are completely screwed in the head. Completely screwed up human beings if this is how you set your priorities. How do I keep all my followers on Instagram now that Fluffy is dead? Not, let me go to a rescue shelter and rescue an animal in need. And there are tons of animals out there, folks. I remember... I don't know how many years this has been, but remember the Chihuahua craze when like Paris Hilton, all those other vapid idiots, they all got Chihuahuas as accessories. So what did all the copycat losers who wanted to be just like Paris Hilton, what did they do? They all went out and got Chihuahuas, found out they're nothing more than nasty little rat dogs. And so, and I remember reading a story about this a couple years ago. All these people went to the shelters, dropped off all their nasty rat dog chihuahuas. Shelters were inundated with chihuahuas, all because people thought they wanted to be just like Paris Hilton. And I'm sure that's not the only case of people getting animals, wanting to be like some vapid celebrity, and then dumping the poor thing, dumping it into a shelter to get put down. God, you people... Bless your hearts. Bless your dumb little hearts. If you think paying 50 grand to clone your animals, to to keep a follower count on Instagram, is the way to go. From the advocate, LGBTQ plus progress under creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer, major but incomplete, says new report. And the new report in question, folks, is from Lambda Legal, another 
professional gay organization filled with perpetually miserable human beings. And this report, in summary, is basically bad orange man is gone, but Biden needs to significantly ramp up the identity politics. And I'll give you a little pull quote just to give you a flavor of how butthurt Lambda Legal is, that creepy Uncle Joe the hair sniffer. He needs to do more for the tribe. On repairing damage to the courts, it notes that Biden has worked with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to get more federal judges confirmed in his first year than any president since Ronald Reagan, a total of 40. They are a diverse group, 32 of them being women, 27 people of color, and 21 women of color, and they include the first out judge confirmed to a federal circuit court. And if you're thinking, man, that's wonderful. Why are Lambda Legal all butthurt? Folks, we're getting there. Calm down. But LGBTQ plus people remain underrepresented among the federal judiciary, and the administration should focus on finding such appointees, including bisexual, transgender, and non-binary judges Lambda recommends. So I guess, white boy Malcolm X, we need to get that queen with a clipboard back out on the case. Now that she's done bringing more diversity to woke NASCAR, get her to get that pen, get that clipboard, start playing 20 questions with judicial nominees to find out who's sleeping with who, who's playing guess my gender identity, who has super special pain in the ass pronouns, because I guess that's the priority to those girls over at Lambda Legal. Not, are you capable of interpreting the Constitution correctly? Not, are you capable of interpreting the law correctly? Not, are you capable of treating everyone who comes before you fairly? Not anymore, or not what those girls over at Lambda Legal want. It's all about who you take to bed and what your pronouns are. That apparently, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, is what makes a good judge today. And you wonder, folks, why this country is so screwed up, so divided. Because the woke folk want to pit people against each other based on superficial characteristics such as skin tone, gender identity, sexual orientation. Again, MLK turned upside down. The color of your skin, not the content of your character. And our last story, folks, is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Queer eco-sexual couple make love to the planet and practice grassalingus. And the queer eco-sexual couple in question, folks, they are Beth Stevens and Annie Sprinkle, a married couple, I guess a couple of married lesbians, not that there's anything wrong with that. We do like lesbians here on the Millifrost podcast, but they are here in the U.S., and they uh, they like to practice grassalingus, whatever the hell that is. They do also, folks, run a nonprofit called Earth Lab, and here's a little something on that. Earth Lab questions and expands prevailing notions of environmental art, challenges the mainstream's 
binary concepts of gender, sexuality, and race, who doesn't these days, incorporates inclusive, diverse, and imaginative possibilities for sustainable living and supports the adoption of public policies based on scientifically informed environmental practices. And just in case you're wondering, folks, you can be an ecosexual and also be a heterosexual, not that anyone would want to be. Heterosexuals, meh, that's for losers. But you can be an ecosexual and a homosexual or a bisexual, pansexual, and what's a pansexual? Nothing but a snooty bisexual. You can even be an ecosexual asexual. And what's an asexual? The laziest members of our tribe. Our lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe. And why are asexuals the laziest members of our tribe? Because asexuals, folks, they will do nobody. That's why they're the laziest members of our tribe. So you don't have to give up any of your identities if you want to be an ecosexual on top of all the other crap you throw in there. Yeah, we can't do that. Force any of the lemmings out there to give up one of their super special gender identities, their super special sexual orientation, their super special pain-in-the-ass pronouns. Can't have that at all. So on that note, since I cannot top, these two ecosexuals getting their groove on with Mother Earth practicing Rasolingus on our poor beleaguered planet. And since I'm still not 100%, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week a good start to your weekend, and we will see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care. you liked me that way deal because it's one thing to receive mcdonald's but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you mcdonald's breakfast still hot in the bag appreciate you there's a deal for every morning now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks prices and participation may vary single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.